to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Uh, I'm very well, Steve. Um, out and about, uh, uh, as much as I, we're allowed at the moment, but a um, bit of shopping. Yeah. And um, lots of fresh, cold exercise. sea air. Yeah, well, we're certainly getting a bit of that at the moment. Um, it's been a nice today, but um, the last few days, wow, the, the waves. We've had surfers. Now, this is unusual for Broadstairs. We've had surfers out there. Wow. Um, the, the waves, I wouldn't say they are the kind of waves that really you look when you see surfers. They're kind of little baby ones compared with them. But they're, they're still out. And the, the weather is a bit uh, nippy, to say the least. Oof. I, I can't imagine that would be freezing, surely, in the sea. Uh, no, It'd be so it, cold. Exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a, lot of, a, a lot of stamina to get in there. It's nice when you're looking out over, especially over the Broadstairs Cliff to um, our Viking Bay, which is a very lovely little beach we've got here. And you look out over that, and you're, you're tucked up in your scarf and your overcoat and your gloves, and nice and warm. And then you look at them paddling in the sea, struggling against the waves. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that takes a lot. That would take a lot to get me to, to even go into the sea at this uh, mm-hmm. this time of year. This isn't Australia. This isn't this isn't warm. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, we hope everyone's doing really well. And this week we've uh, got a few things to talk about. Um, pictures to talk about that you've uh, you completed when we were talking about last year, uh, last year, last week. And um, and uh, yeah, let's let's dive straight into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is I had a message from one of our uh, members, Lynn, and Lynn asked about um, drafting film. She says, hi, Steve. I'm wondering if you can ask your dad to talk about drafting film. I've heard about numerous people using it. Is it better than pastel mat or sandpaper? Maybe we can have a chat about different papers. So Mm -hmm. there you go. I'd not heard of drafting film. Um, You hadn't heard about it either? No, I hadn't. I hadn't. I don't know. No, it was new to me. Mm. So we did a little bit of research and looked online and saw a video of uh, someone using it. And it was interesting. It's similar to tracing paper. It looks to be really similar to tracing paper, but maybe slightly mm. thicker. Um, what was your takeaways I, from looking at that, Dad? Is a, it, it is slightly thicker. You can get different thicknesses, seemingly. But uh, the one that I saw was um, thicker than tracing paper. They compared the two. Um, where tracing paper will tear, this doesn't. So it's... Uh, much stronger mm. and uh, from what I see I mean the, the work seems to be good if you're asking would I ever use it no I wouldn't there's no point it would be absolutely against it for me personally but that doesn't mean to say others can't try it and have a look at it I, I suggest they go online there's quite a lot of pictures uh, not pictures videos uh, online so people can have a look at it and see it's something that you can play with, I think, Steve. Yeah. One of the advantages, of course, you've got is because you can see through it, you could trace your picture from your reference picture 
um, directly on to the, uh, the film. Mm. And then, of course, you'd fill it in. You can also work in reverse. You can work, revert, you can work, work on the back of it. So if you wanted to add a background, uh, you can do that on the back, which mm. make it slightly uh, translucent, I think. You know, you get a slight film. Mm. I think there's lots of things you could, you could do with it mm. if you wanted to. Um, but I personally, uh, no, I wouldn't use it. But I've seen the pictures I've seen have been quite competent. Yeah. What's interesting is because it is translucent, um, they were saying about you can you can put different papers behind it and influence your picture. So say if you did a picture on it and you left the background, um, I know this doesn't apply to the way you work, but um, you could put other coloured papers behind the picture mm. and it would influence the picture differently um, and mm. give it a different background, which I, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, mm. The other thing is that in this example, they were using coloured pencils. and That's right. Um, just for people wondering, you know, the comparison between that and say pastel mat is that it is, is a thin paper compared to pastel mat, which is 300 gram. And there's, there's no sort of sandpaper texture. You know, you wouldn't use pastel pencils with that kind of drafting film because there's not really a tooth for the pastel no. to grip to. No oil pastel might work, Steve. Oh, really? Why, why would you say that? Well, because they're, they're, they're creamy, they're, they're like uh, oil, you know, right. as opposed to chalk. So you, you wouldn't have that flaking. Uh, so where I don't particularly like the oil pastel, I find it a little bit too smooth. Mm. I, I like the, I don't know if you could call it ruggedness, but the ruggedness of the pastel, more realistic, yeah. in my opinion. Oil pastel seems to be smooth. And uh, doesn't, to me, it doesn't, it never, is never appealed. But something like that could work on that. Mm. I think people have got to try it and, and try all sorts of things. I think, I don't know whether you could use acrylic paint on it. I'm not sure. I was just about to uh, ask you that. How funny. I, I, I don't see why you can't. I, I really can't see why you can't. Um, but acrylic is not see-through. So once you put, start putting it on, you're, you're, you're possibly defeating the object of the, the fact that you could put the, uh, on the reverse, for instance, you would be, wouldn't be able to see it. I, I don't know. I, as I say, I, I'm clutching at straws here because I, I don't know. I've never used it. I'm not likely to use it mm. because it doesn't fit into the way I look at things. Mm. A slight segue uh, away from that, uh, as, as we're sort of talking about pastel mat, is um, a question came through I thought I'd ask you about this. Um, with coloured pencils is um, someone was asking, I think in Canada, they were struggling to get hold of pastel mat for their coloured pencil work. And what alternatives mm -hmm. there are there now? Oh, it, well, I can, t I can tell you straight away an alternative would be UART. Because mm. I've seen coloured pencil done on UART. That's what convinced me to try it on pastel mat. Mm. That's interesting. Oh, that, oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, because UART is a US brand as well. So, you know, mm. especially if you're in Canada, you'll be able to get that um, much more easily, I would have yep. thought, and affordably. And, and from our discussion a little while ago with uh, Mr. Bob Alan Bobart, I think it was Bobart his name was, 
Um, he was talking about uh, Passumat and the UART paper being very similar to each other. Mm. So if you, if you like one, you probably like the other. Um, well, anyway, we're going to find out, aren't we? Yeah, that leads us on to, I've just done two segues that are brilliant. I love it. We've just moved on from that because now we can move <laughs> on to our next topic, which is UART, as you said. I love how we got here. Completely unintentional. Um, oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but with UART, we... I think we mentioned quite a few podcasts ago that we had a chat with them. And I don't know if we mentioned that they were sending us some samples that we were going to have a play with, have an experiment with. Well, we finally got them through uh, the post. So you've got a, a nice selection of UART paper uh, now to, to start experimenting with. Yes. And I'm looking forward to it, Steve, uh, because one of the things that, uh, as we all know we love the shadow pictures and uh, there's there's another one coming up at the end of this podcast well people will have already seen it if they're looking at the podcast we're going to talk about it at the end um i'm i'm going to do something like that on this paper but the paper itself is a charcoal um it's i suppose a bit like the anthracite paper i should think from what they were telling me and or us when we had our conversation, it's smoother in terms of it doesn't have that um, blackness to it. It's more charcoal. Mm. Well, that brought uh, the shadow pictures to mind, not the way I've produced them so far, but I'm looking at doing something a little different. But I think people would like what I'm thinking of doing, even though I haven't done it yet. Do you know what I mean? I I can conceive something in my head and think, I think this could work. But it does mean different pencils. I don't think I can use or I wouldn't use, choose to use the same pencils. Ah, Are you going to use more pencils? No, I I won't use more. Different ones? I might even use less. I don't know. You see, if you're looking at uh, charcoal, if you think about it being black and white, um, you could you don't need the black effectively because you've got the black on the paper or the charcoal of the paper, so you wouldn't need that. So all I think you'd need is possibly the light grey, perhaps the white, and it depends. It could even be um, the bluey greys might work on something like that, as opposed to the earth greys that I've been using. Interesting. As I say, it's, it's quite exciting, so it will give a, a slightly different look to it. Yeah. And I've got a couple of pictures already lined up if it works on them, and they're going to be stunning. Hmm. Hmm. So it's, it's lovely to do, to, to um, experiment, isn't it, and try different uh, ideas. Yeah. The other paper that you got from then, that was a sandy colour, wasn't it? Uh, That's right. Which is kind of your generic sand uh, neutral mm-hmm. colour, um, which we can experiment on as well. Yes, and I think what, what will happen too, I've got, I've got about three or four that I want to do on the sandpaper, which I've already kind of lined up. And if I do them, people will be able to use the sand-coloured pastel mat. So you could either have UR or pastel mat. I think from what I've, I've worked out so far, it wouldn't matter. So if you've got pastel mat, sand pastel mat, you'd be able to follow the picture. And if you've got you up, you'll be able to follow the picture. But the whole idea of this is to try to open it up in uh, in the USA because they have uh, a lot more UART than we do over here. So we're, we're sort of open 
uh, doors up for us over there. That's mm. the whole idea. And the people, I'm sure, over there, uh, there'll be quite a few listening to this that uh, live in the States and Canada. But, so they'll be thrilled that we're uh, going to be moving, um, you know, doing a sideward step mm. and something. But it's for everybody. This is a lovely thing about it. Yeah. So just move just to move back to the coloured pencil, would you recommend the sand colour you are for coloured pencil? Because the charcoal I, would be too dark. To be honest, oh yes, I don't think you'd use colour. No, no, you wouldn't be. I don't think you'd be able to. As I say, I'm, I haven't tried it, so I don't know. I think you'd have to have some a better strength, like the uh, the pastel pencil uh, strength. I don't think it would coloured pencil would work, and I don't know whether it would work on the sand colour either, Steve. Is it because it so, wouldn't cover the paper as much? No. Well, I've only used it on the light grey. It will probably work on white too. Uh, I haven't tried it on white. Uh, I, I prefer a slight tint to the paper. Uh, but no, I don't know. Um, I, at the moment, I'm looking at. I'm just looking at pastel, mm. not coloured pencil. Mm. Okay. We'll, we'll see. You know, I, I don't know. This is the whole idea of this, and what we're, we're planning to do is to take people on our journey, just as we did with the shadow pictures, and uh, and the coloured pencil pictures. We're taking them on a journey with us. You. This is the beginning, really, of just talking about it and uh, um, opening the packs up. And me by next week, I shall have um, sussed out some more ideas, which I'll put forward. Those ideas might change, but I'm hoping that we'll elaborate on it. And over the coming weeks, perhaps a couple of months or three months, maybe, depending how long we can keep this going, uh, we'll uh, keep people updated. Mm. Well, I think um, the sand, uh, the sand color from what I'm seeing online, uh, is is most popular with um, colored pencils. Um, so I think that if people are looking to use UART instead of pastel mat, or they can get hold of UART more than pastel mat for colored pencil work over in the States, then the sand color of the two, you know, would, would well, I could be sense. proved wrong on this as I say, I, I, I haven't tried it yet. I've only used the, uh, light gray. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so let's move on because we talked about a picture last week that you had done, you'd done and you were really, really pleased with. And if people are, are watching this and seeing, uh, well, looking at the artwork for this particular episode or if they're on the blog, they can see the picture that we're referring to. And this is um, amazing. This one is different from all the other portraits that you've done um, so far, the shadow pictures. Tell us about this one, Dad. Well, this one I like particularly, as I said last week, it's one of, if not my favourite so far, simply because it is simple. It was a simplistic thing, but it, I, I just adored the hat particularly. It gave a felty, a felt look. It almost, it's as near to realism as you can get, I feel. When people look at it, they think, gosh, that, it looks like felt. It looks like a, a felt hat. And uh, I, I really 
enjoyed that and it was so easy to do and people will find it very easy to do because we're losing the dark grey pastel matte paper and it was the, uh, the the colours that I used were absolutely beautiful on it and then you had the complete reversal of that instead of the very dark hat uh, that uh, had black on it too you have the the face itself which was in uh, the light uh, grey, 270 mainly. Because when people look at that, I think I would have put the white on first, which I sometimes I did. It depended on whether I wanted to, uh, the impact of the white. But basically, it's a very, very light face. And I then had to put on to that very light face the... 229, which is a very dark brown grey. Now you try putting that onto that subtly, mm. pretty pretty hard. And this is where the colour shapers came in, and I used the colour shapers a lot by transferring some of the colour on the colour shaper from the dark areas. Wow. The the background looks quite brown. Well, it, it is more, Stephen. I think one of the things you find with the um, the pho- photographs, they tend to be black and white more. So it dece- it's deceiving. When you look at the actual picture, if you, I sent you two pictures, didn't I? I sent you the first one, mm. which had a black and white look to it. And the second one with the... Um, sort of brownie colour. I think it depends on the it depends on the background uh, I'm I'm putting it on. If I if I photograph it directly um, without having any uh, surround to it, like my, my my cloth surface that I use, it tends to look black and white. Mm. If I have the cloth surface and put it on, it, it turns into almost sepia-ish, somewhere between sepia. And that is the true colour of the pencils. Mm. And so what I do is I photograph it with that background showing, then I edit it. Yeah. Crop it in a little bit. So I, yeah. I, and I take it in so that people, all they see is just the, the actual image. Mm. Um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting from the photography point of view as well. To yeah. actually get that image. But it's soft. It's lovely and soft, and that's how it looks in real life. Because unfortunately, people who have done this, they know and they see their own pictures, and they say, "Oh, this is that's come up really nice tone," but they can't see mine. You know, they don't see the ever see the original. So what I tried here to get the color as close as I can to the original color that I see on the original picture. Mm. which is what you've got there. Because what's quite interesting about this particular, well, all of your shadow pictures is that they're not, they seem black and white at first, but they're not black and white. They are slightly, not sepia, but between sepia and black and white. Mm. They're sort of their own tone. Well, it's the 229, basically, that uh, that's the colour that you're looking at when you're looking at it, and it's called brown-grey. That's the colour description and um, we suggested that people might like to try the 175 which is the sepia again see it's a dark sepia 
uh, in uh, Faber. So it's a kind of very similar colour, mm. but not quite the same. Mm. This is why I say 229 is a exceptionally, it's an, a unique colour. Mm. And uh, I, I, I'm very lucky, really, to have actually come across it like that. But I don't think it will work so well on the charcoal. Do you see, the, the pastel mat, dark grey pastel mat, I think has got that kind of tint to it. It's got a brown Not browniness quite. to it, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And this is why it works so well with the colours that I've chosen. But the charcoal of um, the UART, I think, will be different. This is why I say I don't think the brown-grey is going to work as well on that. I it's think I'm going to have to change it. Slightly cooler. Um, mm. If you're looking at warm and cool, it, it's, it hints towards the cooler tone uh, mm. spectrum. Yes, that's why I think, as I said to you, I might use the, the lighter the bluey greys. I don't know. I've got to try. I've got lots and lots of pencils I can try mm. to uh, to play with, loads of them. Um, Brilliant. I don't know how many greys, probably, oh, I don't know, 25, 30 greys, I should think, <laughs> in, in all my whole range. So I, I'm going to find one that's going to be absolutely perfect for it. Yeah. Fantastic. Um Yes, well, the, mentioning the 229, I've said, I think, on here before that we've been out for some time because our supplier just ran out and <laughs> there was none available. Um, but they said January and they were true to their word because I've just uh, this morning um, placed a, a, a centre payment for the back order that we had. So there should be lots of 229s coming back in stock. Um, so good, people good. can, uh, hopefully in the next few days, uh, that will be be here and we can can tell everyone to go grab one or two or four or, or, or ten oh. yeah <laughs> just in case they go out again uh, i think, think that's probably wise because they they do go down very quickly but the thing is you see when you're doing a picture like i do that in that picture that people are looking at um it's mostly the brown gray if you think about it that's mm. that's the, that's the color that you see mm. it's in the background slightly it's in the because I put the the uh, two seventy on first, then I put the two two nine on top of that. That gives that lovely warmth uh, background finish, and it's so it's, it's everywhere. So the whole so the pencil starts when you look at when you're using the pencil, you see it start going down, and then you sharpen it, it goes down a bit more, goes down, and you can actually see it physically almost disappearing, <laughs> and uh, so it. It does, whereas if you're working on a, a normal pastel pencil picture with maybe 20 or 30 pencils, of course, they've all got their little place, haven't they? Mm. You might find the whites go down a bit quicker, but generally speaking. But here, you've only got four pencils. Whites don't go down very much. Black does, because if you're putting a lot of shadow on, you're putting the black on top of the 229. But it's the 229 and the... 270 which really are the ones that do disappear you end up with half a pencil by the time you finish picture mm, mm. it just so happens that's the key color that we've not been able to get hold of but <laughs> but fortunately fortunately it's um the cheapest of all the colors um of, of all the ranges i think uh, with the exception of stabilo it's not like it's a, a karen dash one that you're going down every every picture it's costing you an arm and a leg it's a little bit more affordable to do these shadow pictures 
One tip that I will give people, if you uh, you don't mind me sort of passing on, um, when you're using the 229, it creates a lot of um, dust. Now, if you blow that dust away, you're blowing your money away as well. So I would recommend all times when you do that, don't blow the dust away. Try to blend it in with your finger or with the color shaper. That's what I do. And it does save you having to you know, keep, because if you, if you blow it off, blow it off, imagine how much dust is actually disappears. Um, you never see it again. It's gone. But that hasn't gone onto your picture. So some of that pencil has disappeared. And it's a soft pencil, so it works well. I love that, using every single speck of dust from yes. your pencil. Not waste, not what? What is it? What's the what's the quote? Waste, uh, waste not oh, what? Or something? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm right using there. that correctly. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it's definitely, yeah, you definitely want to get your money's worth out of these pencils. For sure. Definitely. For sure. Brilliant. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Well, that's uh, that picture will be coming soon uh, to our, our website. Um, it's a bit trickier to, to get editing these ones with us being apart at the moment. But um, on the subject of new classes, we've got three that have been added in quite quick succession. We've got the flying goose um, pastel pencil picture, uh, the chillum coloured pencil picture, which is a twelve. Uh, 12 colouring pencil picture, so you only need the 12 set. That's another one that can be done with those 12 pencils on our site. And just recently, the tiger, the prowling tiger that you did um, mm. in shadow. That's come up, that came up well. That came up very well. Mm. Amazing. Oh, just maybe. those four pencils is, is amazing. Mm. Uh, mm. I think that one will be popular. And I, I know people are just itching to get more of these shadow pictures and I, I i'm not sure actually how many that brings the total to now i'll try and find out but they're that are currently on the site um i know we've got still lots more to be uh to be released well, I, think I, I think i've done 20 20 20 21 altogether so how whatever well, you're there's there's eight on the site at the moment there you've got another dozen at least yeah coming up <laughs> just shows how much how much more there is to be done to get them out there but there is a yeah there is a long list of pictures uh, but all those three new classes can be found on the site if you've got a membership they're all unlocked to you and you should be able to get them in your account and um if you just want to buy one subject that you can do for a one-time payment of 10 pounds and you get access lifetime access mm -hmm. to the class well, one of the things, of course, we, we, we haven't really touched on too much about the the lockdowns in the U UK, and I'm sure that everyone else is having the same sort of problems all over the world. And, and uh, the, the fact that um, you can turn your hand to art or any craft, uh, any hobby of that kind, it does take some of the sting out of it. Mm. It allows you to forget, just for a little while, the... Uh, the, the troubles of the world and you can get in, in your own little world and uh, enjoy and we're we're um, going to be bashing them away and uh, keeping them going so we'll you, you'll, you won't have a dull moment that's for sure in the oh, next yeah. few months oh yeah yeah there is a there's a lot more as people are seeing as we're talking about this there's a lot more um coming every week we're talking about new pictures 
Um, and you mentioned about that it being sort of an escape and a, yeah, a, 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 something to focus on that isn't everything going on at the moment. And we've, we've our Facebook group is is sort of really blossoming and I would invite anyone that isn't part of our Facebook group that's listening to the podcast. I'll put a link in the description, but if people search Facebook, they'll find us. Um, we have the private Facebook group and a lot of people sent some really lovely responses to, to a post that I did about what art is to them and mm, just some really lovely it. words. And it just, it just sort of showed really how invaluable um, it can be at a time like this and how mm. important it is to people. And and, and but I, I admire people putting their pictures on. Some of them, you know, you can see they're just beginning, but the, keep it going because every picture that's put up, you know that that person is looking and doing another one, which is going to be a little bit better. And then the other one will be just a little bit better. Sometimes it's only a, a little bit, almost imperceptible, it's enough mm. and that's how it uh, blossoms into something pretty special in the end mm. and uh, I, I, I really admire people putting their pictures up to that I, I look at everyone I'm sure people know that already and I like everyone as well because uh, I admire and uh, respect people for doing it and uh, I've got nothing but admiration for them mm. some of them are stunning mm. That's lovely. That's lovely. Well, uh, on a side note to that, um, there's a lot of people in our group that are now professionals and selling their work, and, and we've been chatting yes, to right. quite a few of them. And Can I just have a quick word about professionalism, Steve? Yeah. Many years ago, I, I asked somebody, when I first started out, I said, how do, you, how do you class yourself? When do you class yourself as a professional artist? And he, he, I think it was a he, said to me, I can't remember who it was now, but he said to me, oh, well, he said, that's easy. He said, if you sell a picture to somebody who's not your uh, friend, who's not in your family, in other words, completely, someone completely different who you don't know, and they don't know you, and they look at your picture and they buy it, you are a professional artist. Because what you've done is you've sold something as a professional picture to somebody, a commodity, if you like, to somebody. Someone's paid you money to do it. That classes you as a professional. Now, you could argue, well, yeah, but you can't make a living at this. Well, yes, you can. Because if you then keep going at that, and still other people are going to want your pictures, and so it goes on. Uh, so that's, I think, of my interpretation. I said, because I think I'm, I might have said, well, what's the difference between an amateur and a professional? And a professional is somebody who sells a picture to a complete stranger, somebody who they don't know, don't know you, but they like it. Hmm. There's no emotion there, you see, because when you send to a friend or your your, your mum and, and whatever, you, you have, um, they have... A, they, you feel when they say that, oh, you really are good, you know. You think, yeah, but you're only saying that. But when a complete stranger does it, who doesn't know you, then it means uh, more. That's the accolade. Oh, I think it does. And mm. so, and how many of our members have done exactly that? Hundreds of them. 
So we've actually could say we've got hundreds of professional painters or mm. artists, if you like. Mm. And a lot of them are now making a bit of money at it as well. Oh, yeah. I know we don't do it for that. We don't do it for that. We do it because we love it. But there's nothing wrong with that mm. if it just pays your, for your materials and so on to start off with, which a lot of people did. A lot of my classes used to say, well, this pays for my lessons and it pays for my materials when they used to sell their work. Mm. Well, that's it, exactly. And um, just to, to touch on that, because we do have a lot of people who are at that level, if um, people are listening to this uh, and they want to be sort of um engaged with on a on the professional side of things if they're at that level and they want to take that further then we are setting up a community that is going to be for those people that have reached that level and want to take it to you know a full-time job um that's that they want that to be their sole income they want to grow their business um Mm. we are going to be able to engage with those people in the community so anyone listening to this that is at that level that perhaps hasn't seen my post on the group or wants to talk more about that then just drop me an email and uh, or get in touch with us via the website and um i'd love to chat with you because we really uh we're seeing now because we've, we've been doing this for quite some time and the site's been around and you've had students for years and years who are professionals who are at such a high level and um, we really want to engage with them and and see what we can do with them after that point and take them to the next level. Mm, that's right. So um, that's where we're at at the moment. So I thought I'd just touch on that before we closed out the show and uh, yeah, see if there's anyone out there that wants to, uh, to go that next level, but lovely. Excellent. Well, thanks dad. This has been a really good podcast. Thank you so much for all of your uh, wisdom. It's all right. And I've got lots of it. Lots of it to go around, Steve. Good. People will be glad to hear that. And um, we will chat with everyone next week, perhaps see how you're getting on, Dad, with some of these UART pictures or experiments, if you you manage to get cracking on that. Lovely. Excellent. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.